I'm David S. Dawson from the Intellectual Podcast, a show that spotlights creatives from all walks of life, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredibly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to the premiere episode of Better Podcasting Live. I say it's the premiere episode because this is episode 10. And as you all know, you should always launch your podcast with 10 episodes behind you, right? No, the premiere episode is still episode one. Oh. Episode 10 is just when you can release them all. Oh, but but because this is the newest, I think that has to be the premiere because then you work your way backwards, right? So this would be the one that everybody would subscribe to. They would hear this one right away. And then yes. because, because we're not a serial program, they would work their way backwards. So this is the premiere. Episode 10 is the premiere episode when you release 10 episodes at once. In the, in the old architecture, yeah, <laughs> but... With, with Apple, and, and this depends from podcast listening app to podcast listening app of where they want to start you at. You could go ahead and say this is a season and you, you need to listen from front to back so they could check the first episode. But to be clear, yeah, I know we joked a lot about this over 10 episodes. To be clear, neither Stephen nor I recommend starting with 10 episodes in the can. We're a 50 episode type of person, right? <laughs> no, we we say if you need to practice, practice one to three. And then afterwards, do your number one and then get it out there so that your audience can uh, give you feedback and that uh, if people wanted to listen to you from the beginning, they can from the beginning. They don't have to uh, do anything wonky with their podcast listening app or anything. So this here is streamed live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 8 p.m. Eastern at geeks.live. Uh, when we are not streaming this show on the other Tuesdays, we're streaming Better Podcasting proper. Both of these can be found over at betterpodcasting.com. And you mentioned Apple Podcasts a minute ago. I'm talking about betterpodcasting.com. Let's just get right into something that I just wanted to quickly mention, which was Google Please Podcasts. Do. Google Podcasts. This past week, I just that weekend, I said to myself, Stephen, you've been a while since you've checked out Google Podcasts. You should give it a try and see what you see. Because I have said for a long time, my general podcast consumption habits mean that I cannot stream and Google Podcasts started off as being streaming only. And then they rolled out an auto download feature to which it took forever for me to get, probably because of the fact that I'm in Canada and because they were doing a slow user rollout and whatever. Um, looked, it was finally there. The auto download feature was finally there. Oh. So I says to myself, I said, Stephen, why don't you go and give it a try and see what you see now and see what what else has changed? Because again, since Google Pod or since I last checked it, there's been other changes like the Google Podcast Manager being available now where you can manage your feeds that are submitted to Google Podcasts. And so I looked and I was subscribed already to the Better Podcasting RSS feed. And I went, OK, cool. And I'm like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to try it as a new user. And I unsubscribed my Better Podcasting feed. And I went in and I put the search, Better Podcasting. And what did I see? I saw the Better Podcasting live chat feed. So I went, okay, cool, subscribe. Wait a minute. 
what is what is this better podcasting that's coming up with the generic PowerPress logo? And why are all of our feeds or both of our shows intertwined in there? I'm like, okay, let me scroll. Let me scroll and see what else I see. There was nothing else there. There was just our be- that weird feed as well as the better podcasting live chat feed. So luckily, since I last checked the Google Podcasts app, there's actually now a way that you can see which the RSS feed is that was in there. That was always a mystery. It was like, which RSS feed is this showing? And we've talked about that before on Better Podcasting, uh, the main show about some of our experience with that. And for some reason, Google was indexing and displaying the feeds that were generated on betterpodcasting.com. Now, getting technical, betterpodcasting.com uses the PowerPress plugin with the theme that we use to make it so that when you go there, you can hit play on the audio files. They kind of work hand in hand. And in there, there is some feed automatic generation by PowerPress. And apparently Google found that and decided that the proper one, the one that I had the proper tags and stuff listed on the betterpodcasting.com site, apparently they decided that that one needed to come out and the one that was very not true needed to go in. You had the proper header code Mm -hmm. that Google development says to have on the web page. I did. I did. And and it chose not to go for that. And not only that, but it also decided to do the live chat version, which didn't have code on, but it decided to do the wrong live chat version as well, which was, again, the one from betterpodcasting.com, not the true RSS feed that is displayed everywhere else. So the thing is, like... I think Google's potential for leverage is really, really strong. But I'm just seeing issue after issue with this whole like, no, you don't come to us. We come to you philosophy with the indexing. And I what I did to solve this was I went and I actually took that code and I put it on a couple extra different pages on the website where it doesn't need to be. But I went and I put it under some extra categories. I went and I rewrote our website so it's going to show up all over the place, not more than just the homepage and the actual category. I put it all over the place. I went and I also did a redirect on those. So if you go to the RSS feed that is baked into betterpodcasting.com, either one that it was indexing, they now route to the proper places. So I looked today, today on Tuesday, so two days later, I looked and I pulled up the subscriptions that I had on my app and they were showing the right um, RSS feed now. So I opened it up and I went view RSS feed and they're showing the right location. That's not where it ends, SP. (laughs) That's not where it ends. If Google could only be set it and forget it, that would be awesome. But apparently it is not. And by the way, I know you mentioned it before, but I just want to foot stomp it again that both of us had gone into our Google podcast managers and made sure that the correct RSS feed was Mm -hmm. listed for the podcast. So the next thing that I found was that now when I search, our proper feed shows up there. The proper feed shows up in the Google podcast search results. But for some reason, Google sees it separately, even though the one that I'm subscribed to when I go view RSS points to the Libsyn destination, the proper Libsyn thing. When I search the, um, when I when I look for the uh, through for better podcasting in the search results, I see in there that 
there's another result and I can subscribe to that separately. So I actually subscribed and I can see the proper feed with the proper artwork. And then I still have my previous subscription, which is the same RSS content, except the album art hasn't changed for some reason. So the album art hasn't changed, but both of them, when I go view RSS feed, they both point to the same location. So I have no idea. Maybe if I wait a little longer, it'll fix itself more. I'm not sure, but it's just like... Maybe it'll break more. Maybe it'll break more. Um, at, at some point, I am going to throw the code in there because Google, last I checked, Google Podcast is supposed to respect the robots.txt, which is basically a file that webmasters can shove on their, their web pages. And what you do is you can give robots certain um, parameters and, and information. And a, a reputable search engine like Google will follow those rules. So like... I can go in and I can go disallow and I can say, don't index this page and Google should respect that. So I will eventually go in and do that and I will disallow the categories that they've previously indexed. But I, I don't know what to do else. I've done redirects. At, le at least somebody that was subscribed to the other one is going to see the ugly artwork, but they're going to have the right feed content. So I don't know. <laughs> I've had different issues with different shows and even in Overcast where I'm no longer seeing artwork for. And I have no idea why that is the case, but I continue to download and listen to the shows as I go along. That's very frustrating with Google Podcasts. It would be you might think it would be better if they had an application process. But on the other hand, they're doing all sorts of things like just listing in normal searches. They are listing transcripts now across the board with a lot of the podcast apps. They're actually searching the transcripts and not listing it, but they're searching into the transcripts. So for discoverability, it is light years ahead of where everything was just a couple of years ago. But now I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know what Google is doing for podcasts that really should have a, a central landing page, basically, if they could just pull that information off the central landing page or go off the header content that they said before to be awesome. I might have it here. So as you were talking, I had, I had this moment ah, of thought. So, I see. So the, really? better, the better podcasting live chat works. So the better podcasting live chat URL, um, the redirect has merged the two. So what I was when I go and I search now, it, it actually shows that I was subscribed. I went and I compared. And so the one that is broken has a, a slash at the end. So uh, HTTPS colon slash slash betterpodcasting.libsyn.com slash RSS slash. And then the one that is looking proper is HTTPS colon slash slash betterpodcasting.libsyn.com slash RSS without the slash. So... I will try one more redirect. I will. I think. I think I can force one. More. No, I can't because now it's going. No, I can't. I can't force it anymore. I don't think. I, I'll go and update the code, but because it's now going. Yeah. Now it's going You'll over just to, have the to wait. You just have yeah. to wait for it to re-index. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I might not be able to fix that, but hope. Oh, it it will fix eventually. It's ridiculous. If if that's all it was was the the, the slash, but. Yeah. Oh well. Um, see, if it would, if RS, our, if our RSS feed was on our website, I could fix it. But because it's on Libsyn, I can't fix it. Banks ninety bits in the chat brings up Podcast Mirror, which is an RSS redirect service, and 
It is owned by uh, Raw Voice Media, which is Blueberry, essentially. It's on. No, it's Blueberry. Blueberry is the one that they've got. Yeah. Well, which is owned by Raw Voice. So, yeah, it it is that family of stuff. So, yes, you can use that a lot better than FeedBurner. FeedBurner also you can redirect, but there's a lot of things that you can screw up your podcast by going into FeedBurner by using the various different things. So, yeah, that is a way that you can protect your RSS from. Wouldn't have solved this issue. Maybe. Yeah. No, you're right. (laughs) I was thinking that when I was saying that. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is just Google going out and finding hidden RSS feeds. So I'll see what else I can do. If there's anything else I can think about to do to get that to force over to the same location, because it did look like the better podcasting live chat did fix itself, but we'll see at the moment. It is what it is. Uh, Hopefully we don't have that many people, but now I'm wondering if in our Google podcast manager, we need to go in and claim. Oh yeah. The the last slash and and like both of them. Do we need to, if, if this is how the end user is, if it's differentiating it in the end user app, like is podcast manager doing the same? I don't know. We'll see. I just wanted to share that. I thought that was something that I could share right off the bat here. Yeah, and there's been a ton of stuff that's happened in the last few weeks that we could talk about. The first one that I want to talk about is Descript 3.6 came out. Now, Descript is basically an editing software, and they do it by word or by what you're saying. There is, from the graphics I've seen, I've never used it, but from the graphics I've seen, there is a waveform. But what it's really trying to do is get you to edit by the word, which is great, actually, I think. But the problem is... I can't use it for a normal uh, production service on my shows because I don't want to pay for it because I already pay for movie studios, 16.0, and I do video. So I need a video editor right there. And there is a free version of Descript, but it's only three hours free a month. And I do at least four hours a month on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., for instance. So I'd need more than that. And to go to a paid plan, it's $10 a month. And I'm just not willing to pay the $10 a month to do it. Now, I do have a couple of projects coming up that I might want to just play around with it and see how that goes with the three full hours. So I will take a look at that. But if you are somebody that wants to edit by word via by the spoken word, uh, other than the instead of the waveform, you might want to try Descript out. And if you do please let me know. Please let us know. And we'd like to talk about how it has impacted your show on better podcasting. Over on our Twitch chat, we had House of EdTech say Descript 3.7 is here. So I have not seen that, but that's what, no, that's what he says. I was just on their website. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, whatever is the current one, it is new and it's out there. Uh, $10 a month for a full individual plan, $15 a month if you had like a group of people in your podcast that just want to do one account. And they also have enterprise accounts, which I guarantee you is not going to be $15 a month. He says he got an email tonight. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. I was just on their website and it's it was the 3.6 blog that I was... Uh, anyway, it's out there. They're improving it. If you use it, please let me know and please let us know. And we'd like to talk about how you like to use it on your, I know a lot of people do use it, so I'm mm-hmm. going to fool around with it eventually By and the, see how that is. 
By the way, if you didn't know this, when we do this live show, we do take questions on the fly as well. So feel free to ask questions if you're watching us record live. Um, always welcome your questions. Um, like, I, here's a question I have for SP. SP, I have myself a 12 year old Buick. Can you think of something that I could do with it? Uh, if you really do have a 12 year old Buick, that is awesome. <laughs> I ran across this YouTube video. It came up, it popped up as a suggested view. It is with the pod starter channel, which has 20 subscribers. It started in September of 2019. So not a lot of people know about that. However, they did a video where they turned the dude's 12 year old Buick into a mobile podcast studio pretty neat the innovation that goes into it i think from a hobbyist perspective if you take a look at the uh the video you'll see i, I think it's a two by six or a one by six or something like that it's a board that they actually put in from the trunk up to the front console and they're sitting in the back they got two arms which hold condenser microphones but it holds microphones so it's basically a two-person studio and the guy is it's canadian i don't know what canadian city is in but he's canadian he did say he was going downtown. I want to say Toronto, but I, I don't remember what city he went downtown to do. But he tried the car out without the engine on and it was dead silent. So we've already talked about how a car can be a good studio. But the problem he ran into, he said, well, let's get kind of hot in here. So he had to turn it on, turn the air conditioner on and he has condenser microphones which are very good and they pick up background noise pretty easily if they're even if they're tuned in right. So he turned it on. I could clearly hear the background noise and I wasn't even on my headphone monitors. I was using my speaker monitors. So I clearly heard that. And he was like, well, it's okay. And then he went downtown and he was parked on a city street and he recorded and he was like, well, if you want to interview somebody, but you can't get them to come to your studio, maybe you can park a car out in front of their building and they can come down to the car and do the interview there. You do hear muted city sounds, but they're muted. So my take on this whole thing is pretty ingenious. It's something that we would honestly do because of the H6 involved, the two by six or one by six or whatever, and the mic arms clamped to that in there. It's something that we would try if we ever had the need to it. And if you have to choose between like a cafe with cafe sounds, coffee sounds, barista sounds, that sort of stuff, and a car with muted city sounds around you, I'd choose the car. But let's face it, cars are pretty creepy too. Hey, want to come into my car for a podcast interview? I'm, I don't know. It's, it's so, mm, I can see it being creepy. Other than that, I think it's a good thing to try if you need it. If you, like I said, if you have nothing else available, a car is inherently a mobile sound booth. It's not going to be perfect, especially older cars, but it's going to be better than nothing. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. It's neat. And uh, you're right. We, You or I would totally do this. <laughs> uh, we yeah. all had a question. Uh, well, we had uh, not a question. We had a comment following up to our last Better Podcasting main show, which was uh, episode 227. You can find that at betterpodcasting.com. And it was uh, Waffles. He goes... You wash a weighted blanket just like anything else and throw oh, yeah. it in the washer. It just has water weight on the top of, of the weights that the blanket already has. A lot of people get covers for them, and then you can just take the cover off and wash that. 
But weighted blankets are amazing, and I love mine. So there you go. Who would have thought better podcasting would answer every question that you ever had about weighted blankets? My concern is, since those weights are very heavy, my concern would be that the stitching would come out over time. But I don't know how often you wash a blanket. And I believe those covers are called duvets. I, I could be mistaken. A duvet cover or something like that. But they, they've been around for a while for bed quilts and stuff like that. Yep, that's a good thing. And, and sometimes if you spill something, it goes through it. So you have to wash the blanket anyway. I don't know. But yeah, I'm glad waffles, Chris. I'm glad that you use yours. And mm -hmm. thank you very much for the comment back and the feedback on that. That was interesting to learn. All right. We had Ingenious One ask, which hosting platform do you guys recommend for someone and someone who just started their podcast? And a um, bit of chat in the Discord, but let's just talk briefly about this for a bit. It's been a while since we've talked a little bit about hosting, and here we can get a bit of a bit back and forth and whatnot. We think there's a whole bunch of criteria that that we think you should consider. Um, bottom line for me, for somebody who says that they are thinking they want to keep podcasting for a while, they want the overall best experience, they don't want to pay too much. I would I would be a Podbean recommender. Um, just because there is there is an exception that I, I think is getting close to what I want, but Podbean for me just seems like the overall best balance of features and price and proven track record. That's the big thing there. Some of these new options that are out there right now, they, tr they don't have that history. Podbean has the history. And so that's where I think for me, my overall recommendation would be Podbean at this time. The one detriment from Podbean would be that they don't allow multiple RSS feeds on the same account. And I know that's kind of the holy grail that a lot of podcasters, especially network podcasters, want to go for. It's yeah. like, I just want one account and I want to have 100 shows on it. There are reasons why those don't exist in the format that I would recommend before. The Every single plan is going to have its pluses and minuses. It's going to have its positives and negatives. Uh, even the ones that we would normally recommend, we realize, I recognize that there are detriments to those plans. Um, it's usually in the form of a limited amount of uploads every month, but the back catalog is forever and you can have as big of a back catalog and you can have as many downloads as possible. Most of the new plans that allow multiple RSS feeds like Spreaker, Pinecast, or um, uh, what, what's the new one in UK uh, starts with a C. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Most of those limit the amount of downloads you can have at a certain price level. And then they jack the price up as they should once your downloads get bigger. So they're getting you to pay for their services one way or another. And I know a lot of people just flock to one podcast media host or another because they offer different things uh, like uh, unlimited RSS feeds. Mm -hmm. Some people like the the recording studio GUI better than another one. Just realize that when it comes down to your actual RSS feed, there are going to be limits put on it somewhere. And you have to decide if the podcast media host limits are within your bounds of what you need your podcast to do. Yes. And 
That is something we didn't discuss on the infamous episode. I believe it was Better Podcasting 178 that I went over the, the criteria that I would throw out there. If you're looking for that multiple show RSS feed sort of media host, it puts you into a different ball game and there are detriments to those plans. Just recognize that you, know, you can go with one of them, but just recognize that they might not meet all of your needs in a year. Yeah, I have to say that like um, the reason I said at this time it would be uh, Podbean because of the history and whatnot is because I've spoken before about Pinecast. Pinecast is one I've been following for a very long time, and I felt like they had they early on had the right formula to be a potential, you know, not I won't say huge name, but be someone that that you could recommend and depend on whatnot. I think they had a good formula there, but then I had concerns for a little while there and and I expressed those concerns and whatnot. And um, in the last little while, I, I've seen most of those concerns alleviated. There's still a couple of weird technical things that I still think is is questionable decisions like the directory naming structure of the media and the way that the RSS feed uses a different structure than the permanent embed and Anyways, I think there's a couple weird technical things, but a lot of the other concerns I had, like the fact that there seemed to be a lot of talk um, in the past about we're going to be doing X and it was taking a while for X to happen. And also some features that um, were apparently going to be there to to um, increase profitability. So it wasn't to create profitability, but they were going to they said that they were going to create some uh, Matt is the person over at, at Pinecast. They're going to yep. create some features and they're going to charge for them. And I like that because I think that at their price that they were at $5 a month for, like you say, many, many RSS feeds, I thought that was very low. And that's a big flag for me if your price is so low. So I like the idea of there being the potential where we're going to give enhanced stats, but you got to pay for them because revenue is good to keep lights on. Um, as well, they did a price increase. I just think there's been a lot of things that that lean towards me having a lot more confidence than I did, you know, a year and a half ago sort of thing. And so the only big flags I've got right now is like any new uh, uh, new service, it's still relatively new, um, that they don't have the history that some of these other people do that you've seen like Podbean who, who have been through the paces and they've had some challenges and they've shown they've been able to come through those challenges. We don't have that yet with Pintcast. Uh, and then the second thing as well is the fact that I haven't heard anything about whether they're going for IAB certification or not. I'm not sure. Um, but Matt is very, the, the person behind Pinecast is very quick to respond. And I'll just let you know if you take a look at where this RSS feed is hosted. <laughs> you might you might see something. Uh, yeah. It's on Pinecast. Um, we thought we would give it a try for this show. So I, I think there's a lot in the right direction there. Um but it's just like, you know, it's can't be my overall recommendation because because I just have there's more history with Podbean and, and there's just a couple things that I like a little bit better about them. But I'm not that's not to say I wouldn't tell somebody to use Pinecast if, if you know, if I gave them all the warnings and they're OK with all the, you know, the what if scenarios, then so far they've been good. They've been reliable. They've been fast. Um, I've not had, I, I think there was a big stats thing that came out, uh, a while ago about download speeds. And I think that they actually, um, were, were faster to download than Podbean was, uh, the 
Podbean old. There was the new version yeah, of Podbean. Yeah, the classic Podbean. Classic yeah. Podbean. I think that they they blew them out of the water. So like there's a lot of pluses there for sure. Yeah, a couple of the other ones that were going through my mind that I couldn't think about really quick was like Transistor and Captivate. Uh, those are both ones that you can have multiple RSS feeds on, but you are capped at download levels. Now, it depends on how many downloads you think you're going to get on your show per month per show. I will tell you after a while, it adds up because you have a back catalog that adds up after two. Let's just say you do three shows for two years and you do an hour show a week on each show. So that's 50 hours per show per year. So you have three shows, it's 450 hours in the back catalog. You double that for two years, that's 900 hours. So if somebody downloads your back catalog on all three shows, that's going to be after two years, that's 900 hours right there. And if you have multiple people do it, it goes up and up. And then if you have a wonky app or Apple Podcasts decides to download your back catalog or something like that, you're going to be at that cap where all of a sudden you're not going to be able, your audience is not going to be able to download uh, a new episode. So just, just stuff like that, you got to keep an eye on. I don't have anything against Captivate or Transistor. I just know that they have a download limit on there. And I'm not sure. I think Captivate is going for IAB certification. I don't know if Transistor is or not. I'd have to take a look at the list and uh, do some searching on that. And I have to say, that's one of the things that I do like about Pinecast. I think they've got a good balance there as far as... um the way that they cap. I won't get into all the details, but I think that they, they've got a good formula as far as where they are limiting. I also have a Pinecast account and I can't wait to use it. It just means I have to start up another show. And at this point in time, I'm not interested in starting up another show. I am. Well, let me caveat. I am very interested in starting up another show. There's like two or three other shows that I would love to start right now. I just don't have the time for it right now. I want to dedicate it to the shows that are ongoing, like Better Podcasting and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to make a recommendation for you. I think that you should do something that comes really easy to you. So like my recommendation would be for you to start a show about all of the reasons that you like me, SP. That'd be really easy. I would. Yeah, I could do a half an hour on that every week. Yeah. Yeah. It would and be that's half the other thing. Silence, though, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's the other thing. I, I, I don't want to do another hour show a week. Once you've done an hour show per week, you realize that maybe I can get away with less than that, especially if it's going to be a solo show or something like that. Is, is that a Yeti? Is that what you're yeah. up there? You know, for the audio listener, um, I'm holding up my Yeti cup. I've had, I've had a Yeti uh, cup that I've used for water for a very long time. And of course, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to get a blue Yeti. I could make the joke about the blue Yeti, but I'm not going to get a blue Yeti because I don't want to say I have a blue Yeti. I got a nice, better podcasting orange Yeti, but... This past week, the uh, the the paint has started to chip off of it, so or whatever it wow. is. Wow, I know. Did, it's, did you it's put it in years. the dishwasher? I put in the dishwasher oh. all the time, so um, I'm surprised uh, it just started now. So you know, you can hide that with a better podcasting sticker. I could also buy a new Yeti. I've had it for like three years. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. You know, another thing that you don't want to buy new because you haven't had it that long and it's expensive is the Rodecaster Pro which announced that it has updated the firmware to 2.1 in a major update, which includes total effects edit mode, broadcast meters, a loop mode, if you're trying to do uh, anything that includes loop, which would be if you're trying to master something with multiple tracks, 
post fader mode. You have control over that or recording mode in the post fader mode. And you have a better screen touch control stuff. If you swipe down from the top and the bottom, the different menus come up. And there is a new or revised companion app for your computer, which I assume works both on Mac and, and Windows. I don't know for sure. But that is the bulk of what I heard the announcements for firmware 2.1. Steven, have you had a chance to play with this at all yet? I haven't. No, I haven't had a chance to. Um, it just The problem is it just doesn't work that great for my setup. Now, how we've been doing things lately here right now, I might have to go in and throw back into the mix and, and a little bit because, you know, the concern that I've got here is like, like for the Guinea Geek show, I prefer to multi-track SP and Chris separately because if something goes wrong with one of their tracks, I've got them individually. However, um, getting pretty good audio feeds the last couple of weeks with you. So if I can make that all work and whatnot, and it continues to be that way, I might be willing to go and, um, and, and okay, I haven't been doing the multi-tracked audio for a few months now. So, it, it, you know, I guess I have a crutch where I'm like, I want, I want to have that ability. I want to be able to, but I, but I can't do that properly with the Rodecaster Pro because of the the weird way I'd have to do the mix minus. But I should, I should do this and throw it through the paces. I really should again and see see where we're at now. And yeah, uh, it's not the only one that you have to play with. You have the Zoom L8, you mm -hmm. have the Zoom L12, you've used the Zoom L20. So you've used several of these. You've also used the Zoom H6 in conjunction with your 1622 Behringer. Behringer. Oh, so close. Really close. It's um, close. I, the, the thing is, like, whether people have problems with certain preamps or not with the Rodecaster Pro, and I got to give that big test again and see where we're at now, now that it's been a while. I gave up on... on. Okay, here, here's the thing. I'll give everybody an inside scoop. Inside scoop. When it first came out, I did a big test. He did a huge test, um, testing a bunch of different settings and, and whatnot with Roadcaster Pro. And it sounded so terrible, I refused to release the video until I bought myself a new microphone cable. I, I hated it that much. And I thought, something else has got to be wrong. And then the microphone cable came, and I did the test again, and it still sounded poor. But we got that point, got the word that they were going to be doing a major update with it. So I went, already been attacked on YouTube once about, about talking about something that was apparently in the works. That was the multi-track thing. People just jumped all over me on that. Um, so I thought, let's just wait and see what happens here. And I never came back to it. I never came back to it because... I don't know. There was other videos and things like that out there and whatnot. But and I felt like you and I got a lot of good information off of it that we could talk to and speak to. And I felt like we were still serving our audience with, with the information that I did have. But I want to go back and give it a try again and just see if I still hear that because I've heard other clips since then. I think some of these settings that they've done and whatnot in, in the last year haven't have fixed some of these problems. And so if it is if the quality is in the level that I anticipate that it's in, I have to say, like, I think that I would recommend that over the L8. Now, if it's still if it still annoys the hell out of me, which could be, if the sound I think still is problematic, then I won't. Because why would I recommend something that I think sounds like, you know what? I sure wish another company would be able to go one for one, head for head with Rode. 
in this devices. I won't say that Zoom is going to head to head with Rode because they're not. It's much more of a mixer look with limited functionality on board versus the Rodecaster. I mean, there's pluses and minuses to both. Like the Zoom L8, you can run off of batteries mm-hmm. and you can't do that with the Rodecaster. So there there are benefits Agreed. to it. And the but, other the other thing too is like for my particular setup, um, I think the L8 works better for my particular setup. I am though I, I, I am not your average podcaster. No. The other thing that I cannot ignore is the fact that I use the L12 for, and I'll, I'll go back to it. Uh, I I use the L12 for how long? And what did I see? Two firmware updates. Like, I have to give Rode credit here for constantly listening to their audience, implementing features, and on a regular basis. I have to give them credit. Well, the big thing that the Rode has that the Zoom doesn't is they have the touch control screen. So you can go in and and do stuff. It's small, but you can go in and and control stuff actually on the mixer. Yep. You you can do all that with the Zoom, but it's, it's all knobs and switches and buttons and it is not as intuitive to this next generation, which are very familiar with smartphones and tablets and touchscreens. And I think that's the way of the future. That's what I'm saying. I wish another company would go head to head with Rode, because I think that the basis of what Rode has is phenomenal. What they have done since launch is is incredible, really, uh, in, in being able to improve it. It does have its limitations. There's no quarter-inch jack inputs, and the preamps are suspect. We don't know what it sounds like with the new firmware, but there's no, you can't change the hardware that's on board. So I wish that another company would just take that whole idea of a mixer incorporated with a recording system and just improve on it, or at least give different options. And, and I know Zoom does, but Roadca- if I was... A new podcaster today, I probably want to go with the Roadcaster Pro. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I am waiting to buy. I'm in the market to buy a new mixer to replace my Mackie FX 16 V2. It's fine for now. I know eventually it's going to stop working. So I'm trying to get ahead of the cycle and buy it before it uh, something happens to it. And there's just nothing out there on the market that I want to buy right now to replace it. Uh, Zoom L12 would be great, but it's got its drawbacks. Rode Procaster or Rodecaster Pro would be great, but it's got its drawbacks. So just waiting for that next generation of gear. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get it this year. We might not even get it next year. I think I'm looking at 2022 before I get something like that. So Okay, you're going to make a verbal thing with me. Great. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just thinking, like, for the audio listener, I've now swung another microphone up there. I'm... I want to use the Rodecaster Pro a little more to test and whatnot, but because of those concerns, I, I am concerned about totally switching over. I'm one I'm wondering, maybe, should I uh should I record? Should I should I dual mic record for a little while? So I've got my my current flow, <sighs> my current flow as a backup, but plan to use the road whatever I hook up to the Rodecaster Pro directly. Uh well d- mm. Could be either of those two microphones in front yeah, of you, really. May, maybe have one as a back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it. I should just go and all for, in on the roadcast. For the phone. audio listener, what were the two uh, microphones that you have in front of you right now? Well, I the one that I had in front of me was the pod mic, but I, I have a, a certain microphone that sits on my desk behind me. Um, 
on a daily basis that I would probably prefer to dig out BB40. Right, right. But you're using in your workflow right now, you're not using the pod mic, you're using another microphone. What is it? Oh, yeah. The the Rode Procaster. Sorry, I have to think about it. So either one you would think would be optimized to be used with the Rodecaster Pro. That's why I say you could use either one of them. You do have other microphones that you could use as your main feed or your backup feed, whatever you want to talk about. But either of those two microphones could be paired with the Rodecaster Pro. I think the pod mic is decent for somebody that's just starting out. But if you are curious about how your voice sounds or your intent on how your voice sounds, you might want to think about not using the pod mic. Apparently, I've not been on my solo shot at all today. For the audio listener, I just noticed that my backdrop was a little bit, a uh, little exposed. Yeah, well, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, okay, so another thing that I wanted to talk about today is the fact that I've now repurposed a hand-me-down piece of gear. It's not in my podcast. You're just showing yourself now, right? For the heck of it. Absolutely. Uh, I have not inserted it back into my podcast. Uh, low at all back in 2011 we bought this ipad 2 so it's the original ipad 2 not the next generation ipad 2 i know it gets confusing out there so this is a 64 gigabyte version which was very it was top end back then and my daughter hasn't used it for a few years we got her an ipad air for college and she had it in her desk drawer and i didn't know if she was going to use it or not she finally cleaned out her room she's like dad i'm not going to use this do you want it i was like "Eh." so it sat around for a while I redid it this past week to the point where it is now under my Apple ID and we scrapped everything that was on there. We erased everything that was on there. Interesting to note because the iOS is so old, not a lot of apps will go on there. Like Instagram will go on there. Uh, But Facebook did download a newer app or an older app. So that was interesting. The Facebook. The reason I'm saying the Facebook is I have an 85 year old mother-in-law and uh, she is feeling disconnected right now. So we're thinking about repurposing this for her, giving her a Facebook account. Now, this woman has never used a computer or a smartphone in her life. So this people pick up. Well, I'm thinking if my mentally handicapped sister can use it, she can eventually adapt to use it. So but we're thinking she can uh, we can create a Facebook account for her. And that she could use this because it's available free for us right now. And she could uh, see what's going on with the family and friends that do have Facebook accounts. I wanted to do an Instagram account, but I think we'll just start with the Facebook because that's a free piece of gear right now. So I have this available, but I also downloaded my surveillance system app, which is compatible right now. So I can use this in my podcast room when I am podcasting to do the surveillance when my iPad mini that i'm using for a soundboard is not on the um uh the the surveillance app so i can do that as well so i think that's what it will be integrated into the podcast room for i'm going to use my soundboard on my ipad mini 2 the uh, boss jock or backpack studio and then i will use my security system over there i did look into buying a new ipad air a new ipad pro or a a slightly one generation back and just right now i don't want to sink the money into it and and so i pulled this out and i think this will serve its purpose and it's just great when you can take a look at an old piece of gear and be able to bring it into your podcast studio 
I've got some iPhone 6 and 6s that I could use as well, but I think I'm going to go with that for right now. It's heavy, though. It's heavy. It's probably heavier than uh, both my iPad minis, my iPhone 8 Plus, and my uh, several of my old phones all stacked together. This thing is a, this thing's, I, I, I could throw this at somebody and do serious damage. <gasps> uh, yeah, I feel like I need a new screen added to my setup at some point. We'll see. Let's see. You've been in line to try a, a new tablet. I won't say an iPad, but a mm-hmm. new tablet for a while. You've had your old tablet, which like this is almost, you know, non-existent with modern mm-hmm. software. I, I did buy an Android tablet, but that was just to get us through. Like it's it's per, it's not bad. Like it, it's not brand new iPad fast, but it's not also like old cliche Android slow. It's like right in the middle, but I bought it just to... um couple months ago to get the kids through their schoolwork mm-hmm. and stuff um, a lot of people did yeah. yeah so i don't know we'll see where that goes at the end of uh the month here when the kids are done school i might well, <laughs> let's find well, way down here yeah it, you should because i might go i might try to be a good dad and let them keep using it we'll see well damien in the discord brought up cube basis 3 is a new editing app on android it's 50 bucks but it might be worth the try to look at it see if you can do stuff on the road on a tablet in the future not necessarily today but when we start traveling again for work you and i both traveled a couple of times a year for work when that happens who knows maybe something like that will be in your future i don't understand what's so special about that i could take my laptop i could put it on the road like i could put it on top of the roadcaster pro and i would be editing on the road (laughs) okay yeah you you can go ahead and make fun of that but i know that both of us were looking at minimizing our gear that we took on the road no it's true and i know that you're looking at a new laptop anyway so i don't know maybe this is something that you could try i don't know we'll see about that i don't travel that much anymore i don't know that i'm willing to invest in travel gear anymore we'll see no but this would also be for podcasting like Saturday mornings when you're sitting up in in the living room with the kids as they're playing video games uh, or watching no, cartoons. No, I, I ignore them. I come and I edit here. I let them do their thing and I get away. I get a, far, far and, away. And, and you hear crying and then you run. What the heck are you kids doing? Yeah, I, know, I know what happens in your Have house. Have you been in my house? It's exactly yeah. what it sounds like every yeah. Saturday morning. <laughs> be, because once in a while you leave your mic open and I'm listening it, and I hear it. It's usually... That's usually what it is, right? That's what it is. There's there's always, you got got kids, there's always the crash before the cry. It's the way it always goes, right? (laughs) Then there's this this wind-up time in between the the actual crash. (laughs) And then you, one, two, two, three, four. Yeah, it's exactly what it is, yeah. That's the way it always goes, yep. I guess that should that's where we should end it there. So hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Better Podcasting Live Chat. Uh, I'm going to make a commitment to you right now, listening and, and viewing elsewhere. I have been terrible with the release schedule for the Better Podcasting Live Chat. I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I'm going to get back on track. And barring unforeseen circumstances, I will be making sure to publish this on the Sundays like I do the Better Podcasting. Because this is super simple. And I, I, I've said it before, like when you set yourself a goal, set yourself accountability somehow. And sometimes it's, it's sharing with somebody. I've already shared this with SP because I, I wanted to make sure that I vocalized that and he can hold me accountable. But I'm also sharing with the audience because I, I want to make that commitment to you. And now I know I've made that. So um, Sundays, you'll see the same, same idea as Better Podcasting uh, Prime. 
main show. It'll be late, late Sundays for the uh, the West Coasters, early Monday morning for the non-West Coasters. Yep. Sounds good. So on that to it. note for episode... Oh, what's, where's my button? Episode so 10. for episode 10, by the way, that's staying in because I don't edit this show. I'm Stephen John Drew saying, hey, check out GunnaGeek.com. There's also some awesome geeky podcasts over there. And I'm SP and I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you in two weeks on the show. Two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.